hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. to the new japan weekly show here exclusively on the bloodline entertainment network ladies and gentlemen this is the host of devious one i've been see here with me familia my other host the compadre my blood brother right here the man with the iq that gato needs to have more to book in new japan especially with this man right here dan bakley ladies and gentlemen what is going on bakley what is going on we got tim chiming in my dudes Sonata put the ones up. We'll get into that in a second because we've got a lot to say about a certain somebody from a certain time yesterday. We've been waiting a long time for it, but we'll get into that when we get to that match. But be uh, ready. Oh, man. I am ready. I am stoked. Oh, scissor me. There you go. We're going to scissor you right there, my brother. That is right, man. Ladies and gentlemen, what a round two of this a New Japan Cup. So we're here back to go ahead and review the second round and parts of the quarterfinals because it happened earlier last a couple hours ago on our time in America time. So later on this evening, the remaining uh, of the quarterfinals will happen later on as well. So stay tuned for that as well, ladies and gentlemen, because we man, got Mark, we got Marcus chiming in. One's up. What's up, One's everyone? Up. What's, what's going on, Marcus? And you got Marcus from the World Elite Podcast. You check them out each week. They're going live more often now. We got a new logo. They got Jordan back. Great show. Check them out on YouTube. Absolutely. That's right. World Elite Podcast. Check them out, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. Look at, let's look at the tournament bracket very quick before we start with the review and the shows. Oh, look at that. Oh, man. This, this cup, ladies and gentlemen, has been stupendous, how Vincent, Vincent Kennedy, this man, would say. But this has been really, really good. So we're going to get into the action now. Let's start off with the second round reviews. And, of course, we got uh, Tama Tonga versus Aaron Hanare. Jesus. This, this match was quality at its best. It was... Oh, so much good shit. The fact that, you know, seeing just the counters from Hanare and, and Tomatanga within each other. And, man, Eric Hanare right here looked like a star in this matchup. He looked phenomenal in this one. And I, no pun intended, AJ Styles. Yeah. But, man, this was in, just seeing I There's a bright future for Eric Hanare, basically. A lot of bright future. And I love it. <laughs> What, what did I tell you before how, like, ever since he incorporated that MMA background of his, it's kind of diversified who he is. Like, he was known, came in as more like a bruiser. And I love the fact that Jeff Cobb, I believe it was, yeah, Jeff Cobb was on commentary. Yes. And, and they made the notion that 
he was working a lot with Tamatanga, and Tamatanga was trying to groom him to join the Bullet Club, and he chose Huntai instead. And then Jeff Cobb made the the little quirk. He was like, I think he made the right decision where he's at now, which was kind of funny. But like he, he was just adding that extra to commentary. Like when he locked in Ultima, he was like, once he locks those hands, it's done. He was like, and then Kevin Kelly was like, unlike last time where he kind of let go of Ultima in, in the fight against Shingo to then use Rampage. He was like, he needs to just stick it on there and hold it. And that's what kind of did him in was the fact that he didn't hold Ultima in to get him to tap out because he was getting the fade and it looked like he did fade, but then he popped up. And then uh, Aaron Hanari let go of the, the submission and that's when he got hit with the uh, with the gun stun and pinned one, two, three. But it was a hard fought match. Oh yeah. And I'm I'm telling you, I can't wait for Hanare versus Shingo Takage because he earned that KOPW title shot. Oh yes, I I think he does. And then not only that, but he could be a title contender for the number open weight title versus Tamatanga too. Because yes. he proved that he could get to that to that level. I like Hanari the fact that we, especially you mentioned that he brought that MMA attributes, but also what he did. Uh, it looked like a deep six, right? But it just that yes. slam that he does. Oh man, I just Hanare has really been impressing me. Um, this match he took Tomatonga to the limit, and I'm telling you, it, it has, this club has tournament has not disappointed at all. No. It's been oh such good. And yeah. then the crowd, the crowd has added an extra element to it. Yeah, just with the with the constant uh, like cheering and constant uh, like chanting of guys' names, like which we haven't seen on like a consistent basis over the last two years because how strict uh, Japan is, but it's made it a lot more enjoyable. And I love the one thing with Hanari. I love is those kicks, the snapping kicks to the stomach that he does, and he was. And in this one, he did it to the back. He was kind of like trying to slow him down, hurt him more. And he, he tried to think too much. He was like, let me feed him with the Ultima, let go, and then finish him like I did last time. And because Tama did his homework, he knew when he let go, he was going to have this one moment to strike. Yeah. Oh, no. I totally agree, man. Oh, such good shit. Great opening on this one for the season, yeah. second or second round of the tournament. Loved it. All right, let's move on to the next one. What do we got next, Bakley? What is the next one right we here? We got Haruki Goto who defeated Kyle Fletcher, one half of RZ Open. Oh man, I can tell you, Fletcher, uh, uh, he took Goto to the limit as well. Uh, I mentioned how we mentioned last week. I love the fact that we're seeing now the individuals. Of who they really are, and yeah. not as just a tag team, but we're getting exposed to who Mark Davis is, who is Kyle Fletcher is in this tournament, and seeing Fletcher what he what he's capable of to do has been mwah, chef's kiss because man, this guy is so underrated, and the sell that he does is such such good shit, man. And Will Osprey said he was like, I didn't just get him because they were a tag team. He was like, when I met him there singles guys that decide to become a tag team and they did well and i love just the, the, the little details kevin kelly about them that i didn't really know like i didn't know that they were gonna be in pwg and then mark davis blew out his knee and had to have acl surgery and that kind of like 
he hasn't been the same, and then that's why he's only been like a tag team specialist is because of that. Oh yeah. So I like so I like a little bit of that, and then we've had all the United Empire as like guest commentary guys, uh, along with Chase Owens. We've had each one go on there, and he already tested Hiroki Goto. Like he saw what happened uh, with uh, Yoshihashi, and he kind of incorporated the same thing. A lot of close lines, a lot of close combat. He was like using his size, using the outside. It's just that Goto always finds a way in certain scenarios. And I love the fact where Kyle Fletcher went to pick him up and Goto got him on the top rope, hold, held him down, and then boom, hit him there. Okay. Didn't finish him there, picked him up, and then hit him with the finish. Hit him with the and GTR, baby. And that was GTR. it. Yep, GTR, it was over. And, of course, Goto advances, which, you know, I was happy at least for Kyle at least to make it to the second round. But Goto, you know, he is – it's Goto, man. You can't go wrong with the legend of Goto. And, a, and he, he still holds the most the record for most New Japan Cup, uh, tournament wins with three. Oh, that's right. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And the most appearances, mm-hmm. I think, I believe so too. So that's yeah. – you're absolutely right on that. All right, let's get on to the next one, baby. What do we got next? Oh, man. We got Evil, Evil defeats Jeff Cobb. I really, I really love this match. I'm, I'll get started with this one because, of course, the match started out great. It was a one-on-one, no interferences in the beginning. It went back and forth. I thought, once again, as always, Evil always gets thrown into the timekeeper's table, and it falls out. It, it never... Like, if, if there's a bet that you ever want to make it an evil match, it's that the timekeeper is going to get knocked over with the table on top of him because it always happens. That's like a staple of his match. And, but then you see all of, uh, all of House of Torture get involved. You see Great Okan get uh, handcuffed to the timetable uh, so he can't move. You see Kyle Fletcher. And I uh, believe uh, Aaron Hanari get attacked from behind by Show after they were trying to carry Dick Togo out, and Show had the wrench. And then that's when Eeyore kind of took over, and they kind of systematically just four on one Jeff Cobb, and then he hit everything is evil, and then picks up the victory. They used the numbers games in this ma- uh, in this match to uh, oh, get Evil man. the victory. But but the funny thing was is just that these two groups have been going back and forth. The uh, the day before they had like a three on three and I just having to catch it, and Show gets the victory for House of Torture with the wrench, and he runs around the whole building, hiding away from uh, I believe it was Jeff Cobb because Jeff Cobb got hit with the wrench. So it was just like another part of how. The, House of Torture uses the tactics to win and then run. And mm-hmm. we're seeing the second that Kratos Khan stayed uh, handcuffed to the time cable for not just this match, but the main event as well. Oh, man. But I can tell you that this match, I was very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, especially, man, especially when Jeff Cobb got Togo and serves up, dude. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he got yeah. the serves up right on. Dick Togo and Evo is all right. I'm really we gotta surf up, and man, I enjoyed it. It, it was an awesome match. I think, uh, 
I just didn't like, of course, the outcome of it because I did not expect the outcome of this one. I really thought it would be Cobb, you know, making it, you know, towards the next round. And this you mentioned about Great O'Connor yes. being, ah, oh, he's been <laughs> locked up. They won't let him out. Locked up. They won't let him out, ladies and gentlemen. So he was there the whole night of this event in handcuffs. Nobody can give him a fucking key. What the hell, Kevin? If you Kevin Kelly, somebody get him out of there. Somebody get him a key. Nothing, nothing at all. Nobody came and, and released and helped out. Oh, what's going on? That is right. What's going Tell on? That is right. And ladies and gentlemen, yes, we are also live on Twitch, on the Bloodline Entertainment Network Twitch channel, Cage Mike Twitch channel, Circle of Eight Twitch channel. We're live everywhere, baby. This is where we're, we're at. We're taking this advantage of all the platforms that are given to us. Absolutely. We're all live, ladies and, and gentlemen. And one move that I love, like it's 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 more of like a setup move. I love the spin cycle by Jeff Cobb because it's oh. it's kind of like, it's kind of like a reverse a tour of the islands where he goes the other way. Yes, and then he just spins and slams his opponent. Like he hit that. I thought it was going to be over. I thought that was the beginning of the end for Evil, but that's kind of what signaled a House of Torture to come out after he hit that. And then that's when everything went the went the shit the bed for. Uh, Jeff Cobb. But the only thing too that I like about this match too, because it was so entertaining, was yeah. the fact that Jeff Cobb fucking used Dick Togo to do the magic killer. <laughs> That's yeah. where I was like, what? He used Jeff, Jeff Cobb used Togo to do the magic he's, killer. He, he, sold, he sold it so well because once oh, they hit it, Dick Togo, Dick Togo rolled out to the outside. So that he sold it so well uh, <laughs> within that. Because first, at first, he tra they tried to do it to him, and then he got down, and then kind of reversed it. Exactly. I yeah. oh, man, I was so fucking pissed when the outcome, evil one, uh, just the fuck. That's exactly how it was. I was like, no. I kind of, I, I kind of figured he would win, just because yeah. matchup wise, uh, I just didn't think that they were gonna have all these United Empire matchups. So I kind of took a guess that he was gonna win. Yeah, just like son of a bitch, man. I didn't mean, ah, I was just so fucking pissed. Why evil, damn it? But okay, fine, I'll take. It. And, and and of course we got we got to mention Chase Owens was on uh, oh, yes. commentary, and then he was like, "Come on, evil, go evil, blah blah blah." But I want what is what is the dynamic with the Bullet Club and House of Torture? Because after they won the match, they were mocking Great Khan. But then they kind of ignored Chase Owens. They just didn't act like he existed there. So I'm like, I want to know what the the the, the notion between both, both parts of Bullet Club is. Like, they they root for each other, but then they don't acknowledge each other at the same time. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All right, let's move on. What do we got next? Oh, oh. man. <laughs> I need to hit it. I need to hit it. Where, where are you? I, I... Damn it. Will Ospreay got hurt. Oh, Will Ospreay was injured in this match. That was when he faced Mark Davis. As you and see, this... he suffers injury. And he, after this, he was pulled from the tournament. So Mark Davis did move on. They kept him in the spot. But in this match, Will Ospreay picked up the victory. And I know the exact spot where he got hurt. Uh, where Osprey was put to like in between the ropes, and then he was looking downwards, and then that's when Mark Davis did his signature run up with the knee and did the jump kick knee. To, and he's supposed to hit him in the 
in like the sternum area or like the neck area, but he hit him in the shoulder, and then that's when he kind of dropped down. You could see him holding it as Mark Davis was rolling up the pads over him to do the the senton uh, standing senton splash to him that he hit uh, in the match before to uh, Yano. He did the same thing here. And then you could see him holding it a little bit more, and then you see Kevin Kelly go. I think he pulled his, I think he pulled his shoulder out or whatnot. And I believe Hernari was no, no. Chase Owens goes, yeah, he he pulled his shoulder out. Yeah, no, but yeah I, he pulled the shoulders for sure. And it, it, and it was early in the match, so it's like kind of gutsy the fact that he still did 15 more minutes in the ring after he did that. Oh man, that oh Jesus Christ. Uh, you can never go wrong with a Will Ospreay match, man. Never, ever can go wrong with Will Ospreay. But and, and then, and then he gets uh, one of the big moves in this match that like made me cringe a little bit was the the pop up power driver. They just oh, picked that's him right. Up, and oh, Mark Davis him picked him up and then just dropped him down very quickly uh, towards the end of the match. We got real great trying. What's going on, Will Gray? What's up. going on, my brother? But that was a little cringe. But this match was just a brawl, like. They just kept on going at, at each other. And it really showcased like Mark Davis in this match of oh. being a singles guy. Like he did a great job. And I'm glad he got this moment, even though he lost the, the, the match here. Oh. oh. Jesus. Oh, and with the injured shoulder, look at that. That shoulder is yes. fucked up. And he's still fucking and, and this it wasn't even the finish. This was no. he, he kicked out of this. And then that's when he did the front hidden he did the hidden brave from the front instead and got the victory there. But there's there's some great spots just here and there. You get you had him off the top rope. I think the vertical suplex from Davis to Osprey, they got really high up on that one. Oh, that and, was super high. I'll bring it up right yeah. now. I actually have the picture for it. So let me bring it up for you. That that one was just like I like that man, spot. I, I like that spot too. That spot was great. Let me see. There you go. See, look at that. Oh, yes. my God. That's good shit right there. Jesus, But it, this was a fun match, though. And then, of course, like they made the notion that it was like, Kyle Fletcher, who are you rooting for? Because he was on uh, Mark Davis' side. But then Kevin Kelly goes, well, yeah, well, Hernari's on Osprey's side. They're just evening up the the cheerleading groups. Yeah. And then you had a, a great O'Conn who couldn't even move still. He was still... Handcuffed. The funny moment was when Will Osprey walked out and he looked at uh, Great O'Conn. He's like, "What happened to you?" And he goes like this. <laughs> yeah, and he I know. He's he was like, like, "I'm handcuffed. Anybody help me?" Like, he was. He was like, he was like, "There's nothing I could do." And then they went on to have the match, and then they just leave him after the match. I know. Like, <laughs> they left him. He was all sad. He was like, "Oh, fuck! They left me alone." <laughs> oh man, but. This match was great. I really enjoyed oh, yeah. it. It was um, – we're seeing the best of Mark Davis, but I feel this is just the beginning of it. When we get into the, the next one with him, I have a lot to say about that one. But this one here, we yeah. got to see – like I said, we saw Fletcher. Now we're seeing the moment of Mark Davis. And I'm going to say right now, Mark Davis really reminds me of fucking the early beginning career when he went to all Japan, New Japan, Stan Hansen. He fucking reminds me of that. The point is the Kevin size reminds Kevin me. Kelly, Kevin Kelly called him that too. He called him like the modern day 
Stan Hansen too. He, yes. he, he, he made that claim. And I was like, oh shit, that, that means something. That, that and, that's a tr- that's way meaning something. And I mean, for you to be compared to the great late, you know, like he's not he's not gone, but I'm saying like during his you know his tenure during his prime, Stan Hansen. God, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys are not familiar with Stan Hansen, yeah. go back. Now we have technology. You're able to go back and look at his early stages of all Japan, New Japan days, his early stages of his career, him teaming up with Bruiser Brody too. Like it just man, you, and you compare Mark Davis. That's a perfect comparison there because that Davis. I'm so happy for where he's at right now in his career, and I'm a glad. I'm, and I'm not saying that I'm not glad that I'm glad that Osprey got hurt, but yeah. just, this gives him the opportunity to show who he really is now. And we're seeing and it, and it showcases the leadership of Will Ospreay with what he does. And like we say it all the time, United Empire is always out there rooting for uh, one of the members of their own team, but they never get involved in the match. They just root, even if it's not going their way, unless like somebody from the other side gets involved in the match to kind of even things out. But they're there, they're rooting for one of their own. And at the end, I liked how they bowed down to each other shook each other's hands and then just uh they just they knew that they had a great match like mm-hmm. I, I i look at this match i was like damn this was one of the best of their tournament so far that's how good it was and of course uh, i loved uh, davis's nickname dump dump truck davis yes <laughs> love it that's a that's a fucking awesome fucking oh man yeah. i can't wait the, oh good shit oh, oh, what do we got next Bakley? we got David Finley, who defeated Great Ocon, it's kind of fitting since this was the next day. Uh, no, no, two days. It was, this was two days later. This was a great match. Uh, I thought it was good back and forth. We saw a lot of the Mongolian chops. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it this this <laughs> didn't last long. This was probably one of the shorter matches of the tournament. Um, and eight to thirteen minutes. Yeah, it was one of the shorter ones, and just out of nowhere, like it, it, it caught you like by surprise. They doing a the spin around, they're reversing each other, and then out of nowhere, boom! Trash Panda uh, for the victory. He catches it out of nowhere, and it's just like, it's like good job, David Finley. Like he's turned over a new leaf, being the leader of the Bullet Club. He got the Rebel Club. You see him, of course, him and ELP just going at each other. Uh, that dynamic I mentioned it last week. I'm like, ELP is gonna go face soon because he he's just not resonating with that. And Kevin Kelly even says it a couple times. He's like, he thinks that ELP is jealous that he wasn't the leader of the Bullet Club. And then at the same time, he comes out and then Gato has a new nickname. Now oh. was it bloody something? Oh, what was uh, it? Oh, fuck! What did he say? What did he? What? Bloody it's, it's not, I forgot it, what he said. Yeah, it's it's he's not the blacksmith anymore. He's the bloody, bloody I, son. Yeah, bloody, the bloody, yeah. bloody son, something like that. Yeah, he says something yeah. like that. I, but yeah, I it's the, that. but I like the, the I like the evil like heel edge that David Finney has added. Like he kicked Great Khan in like the knee or in the thigh. That's it's a move that he wouldn't have done before to gain an edge when Great Khan was getting the better of him. And then he every time like Great Khan would get the best, 
into one of those tactics to take over. And then towards the end, he always finds a way to hit that trash panda in transition. Like, spin around. He hits that. Gets the one, two, three. Caught us out of nowhere because it wasn't defended at all. It wasn't reversed. It just out of nowhere. And he moves on. I'm telling you, like, this guy's going to find a way to win it. And I'm caught it right now. He's going to win this, and then he's going to beat Okada. Oh. I'm telling you. You heard it here. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. He's calling it out. And I'm just, I'm, what? Really? You're saying that. You're really, really yeah. saying that. Oh, what's going on? What's going on, Dom? Damn shame getting hurt midterm. Yeah, that sucks because I, I was hoping it was going to be Finley versus Osprey. You got that built-in rivalry already there when he was a face. So, so now he's a hero and Osprey is a face. Yeah. So it would have switched roles and it just sucks. So then you got JoJo, what's what's up? Cool. Thanks cool. for tuning in. What's going on? It's just yeah. I'm liking this tournament. I'm liking how everything's shaping out. I love for Osprey getting hurt. Yeah. I mean, for me, this match, I mean, it was great. My only yeah. thing that I really critique in this one is Finley's, Finley's aggression towards him was not what I expected of this. I kind of wanted more. Yeah. The, and that's what he didn't really deliver in this. Damn it, Finley. He's a Bruce. Aggression. Gotta bring that Bruce's aggression. Gotta bring it. Gotta bring it more. Damn it. more. Because this. Was like, hey, what? You were supposed to be like a leader for the Bullet Club? Like, I don't know. I can really, nah. This match didn't do it for me, for him. I mean, like, it was great, but it just that's the only for me was the critique that I had that it was not really the heelish of David of Finley. I needed more yeah. of that, and that's what he's missing. And it's like, I know he, it is funny because I'm looking at it like I'm going back and I'm really comparing him to the Jay White. Early stages, yeah. when he already joined the Bullet Club. It's almost the same. It's almost like it's kind of almost hitting that same. That's right. Yes, Brian. Ruthless aggression. Ah, my chata, chata brother, right there. Yes. Run it wild, baby. You're gonna be, you're gonna be hard, King. Gotta contain King. myself. I don't. Oh, gotta contain <laughs> myself. Jesus, but uh, yeah, man, yeah. That's the only thing that I can I can say about this match. I mean, you broke yeah. it down, you nailed it. Can't man really more add on to what I'm just saying. That's pretty yeah. much what I have. I, I kind of wish it would have been a longer match because then we could probably could have seen more of that. But then because of how short it was, uh, like they had to kind of rush a little bit. I think. That yeah. Was. But then, but then there's that that notion with Dave Finney how he said that he's kind of just flown through the tournament, kind of unknown. Like even though he's turned here, he's the leader of the Bullet Club. You're not noticing how. How, how much he's going through the tournament without that buzz, without yeah. that everybody looking at him. It's like they're still co like comparing him to being that wild card. Yeah, totally yeah. agree with that. I absolutely agree. All right. What do we got next, Bakley? Oh, Arr, let's fucking go. go. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Hold on. Here we <laughs> let's go. fucking go. All right. Let's go, man. But we got the next matchup here. We got Shota Umino, who defeats Zack Sieber Jr. This is one of my favorite matches of the tournament right here. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I feel a rivalry being brewed just in front of our eyes between these two guys. I love Shota Umino. We've talked about him being like a combination between like Naito meets 
John Moxley with the way that he he, he looks like Naito and he does a lot of the same mannerisms and movements, but then he's got that bad side, like Moxley carries the jack and everything. And he goes up against Zack Sabre Jr., who's the most technical wrestler in this one. I love the moves that he was doing in here, like locking in the sleeper, moving to the side, pulling his arm out. At one point towards the end of the match, he had that submission on him and he's pressing against his head, and his legs are there, and who who's on commentary? I'm trying to um, was it Fletcher? I think it was, was, I think it was Fletcher who was on commentary. Yeah, and he makes, yeah, Fletcher, and he makes the notion, he was like, he's so close to the ropes, but he doesn't even notice it, because he's so much in pain, and looks like he's about to pass out. Yep. He just gets his leg out in time to touch it, and these guys had a lot of back and forth moments where uh, you had Zach Sabre kept on kicking him in the back of the knee and just kicking him in the arm to kind of keep him at bay. But one of my favorite spots was towards the end. I mentioned to you before we went on was they they switch each other. They're towards each other's backs, holding each other with the double underhooks. And then they just go back and forth, back and forth. And then out of nowhere, uh, Shota Umino turns Zack Sabre Jr. around and hits him with the the Death Rider for the one two three, and it's like this is that that match that win that's like okay Shota Umino's on the map. This was that big win for him. He beat a uh, champion. He beat the the reigning defending New Japan Cup winner from last year in Zack Sabre Jr. And I kind of like the respect at the end where he's like, "You beat me." And he was like, "You beat me." I'm pissed as always, but you beat me, and he acknowledges <laughs> it. Like that's that, that's big for my guy, like CSJ. That's big. Oh and yeah, it's big. And you know that just like before, when you beat a champ, that puts you next in line. Uh, and they made the notion that he knows that he he could get a TV title shot now, but he's still looking for the New Japan Cup win. So he kind of oh, like yeah. was like, here, here's your belt. Like I'm not thinking about you right now, but. If I lose, be on the lookout because we're going to be wrestling again. So I can't wait to see that rematch. Oh yeah, and, and oh, man, this 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 match was a banger, man. Because it, yeah. just seeing these guys going and seeing uh, Death Rider. You want to see? Hey, what's up, about Death Rider? Fuck, look at that motherfucker! I am. Boom, man, that's all over, baby. Oh, one of those tres. The, this was, I think, a test for Umino because it's like if yes. you're at the dojo, and the, and it's like Zomb- it's like Shibata, pretty much it's almost like Zack Zombers taking you to school. Like, all right, I'm gonna take your ass to school with submissions, and you see red shoes being concerned about his son. Hey, you're bleeding, man! You're bleeding, and he was busted open, and you know, and Zombre with you know with the forearms with with the arm twist, and even with the with the guillotine uh, with the triangle choke. I mean, it, it's just. And then we see Umino too try to do like his own style of hard bars and everything. Like, oh shit, yes. all right. We're seeing the submission guy of, of Umino. And I'm like, oh, all right. So Umino's showing up, huh? And let me give him, I have a picture of that. He's busted he, open, man. Uh, like, Zach Saber Jr. took Shota out of his element and tested him and wanted to see what he would do when something happened that he wasn't familiar with. Look at that. And oh, it, yeah. Man. It, and that's what I liked. I like him bleeding and like, 
it got the aggression out of it, like we've been talking about. We want that ruthless aggression. Yes. And he pulled it out of him, and then he started to get technical with Zach Sieber Jr. That back and forth. Oh, it's great. He definitely got super technical, and then especially that jump springboard to the DDT that Omino did to Zach Zombert. Look at this shit. Oh man. Umino is the is a is the is the deal, man. He is the and, the, and one of my favorite favorite like uh, reverses was uh, Zach Saber Jr. had the arm bar. He was he jumped on top as uh, Shota Umino had the arm bar in, and then that's when Shota picked him up. Like he just like threw him up and then did the DDT to him. It was like a like a reverse into like a spike a DDT, and it was just. It was just nasty. It was like, it was just reversal after reversal in this match. Like he would do one of those moves, but then Zach Sabajita would instantly clinch up and lock one of those submissions on him. And I just loved it. Like, just like you said, the, this tournament has been great with some of these matchups that they've been able to book. And they've had just like, they worked well together. And I, I could watch three, four, five of, the, of these guys' matches in succession because it just, they have that, they have that commodity together. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Shout out to Dylan, man. Workly Podcast. What's yeah, thanks on, for brother? tuning in. Thank you for tuning in, my brother. But you know what? I'm loving that we're, like I said, I'm loving that the, the crowd is invested now in Umino. We're seeing that side of the women. And like, I want more, though. I feel that. He's there. The only problem that I have is he needs to find who he really is. He's getting there little by little. I know you comparing well, him to, well, to that, that's the great that's the great thing about being a young talent that's on the way up. Like it takes time to find who you are. Like yeah. look how long it took Tamatanga to find who he was. It did took him quite some time. Yeah, yeah that, that I told I do agree. With but that. now he's like now Tamatanga has evolved into his own guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he ha- like he has these own things that he does that have added up to him, but like th- it's gonna take time. Like we see him, he th- like maybe he needs a new finisher because he does the Death Rider, but then technically uh, nobody really using that in New Japan. So yeah. I, I mean, let him have it. Like, let him keep like, it. He's like representing John Moxley, so it's yes. like. It, it was and then you walking around with a jacket you're representing John Moxley and Moxley and Moxley does a different version of it in AEW. He yes. he picks him up and does it where uh Shota just drops him down. He doesn't pick him up at all. He just goes boom. So it's a different variation. So yeah. I could see him getting away with it. But like just like you said, maybe he needs a different look. I think that's probably the only thing. I think what but you know, I get it because maybe we you know. Pop culture in Japan, I don't know, yeah. you know, maybe the color, the, you know, the, yeah. the colorful scheme. I guess I respect that. I'm not like, hey, disrespecting it at all. I mean, I love the culture of, of Japan, what they have, yeah. especially their food. Don't, you know, mind me of that. But <laughs> no, not, not, the, not the sushi. No, there's something yeah. more than what they have, not just sushi, basically. I mean, they have a lot of things that I love about Japan's culture. Yeah. Um, but if maybe he could change it up a little bit more boldier, a little darker, more like mysterious. Like you want to be like if he wants to like be that Moxley type of way, yeah. I mean, he could turn into that, but I know that you're also trying to attract the the audience of, of the kids side. I notice the kids will up it's to the head, and it's, it's it is cool. So I'm like, it's, it's tricky. It's a tricky situation. Uh, I this is what I would do, and this is yeah. just me. 
I think if he could be that version, the old school version, I would say like kind of the karate kid. Yeah. If you get what I mean, like a lone wolf karate kid, you know, he has his teacher, like, like he had Moxie being his Miyagi. Okay, get to know yourself, your moves. Just like this match was like, okay, we saw now we saw the ground type that you have. But you know, we already seen your attributes and clothesline, you know, your your basics. Now it's time to test your ground, you know, your, your ground techniques. And we saw it in this match yeah. for for Shoto Omino. So I feel like if Omino could have the kind of character of like karate kid style, like you know, that character and attracting the kids besides the adults, which he's doing now, I think we're gonna the people will end up he'll then he, I could say that in the future, the next maybe what four or five years, I would say. He could yeah. be the next, um, the next. I want to say Naito, but I want to say more like Tanahashi. He'll get to that Tanahashi level. It's just going to take his time in his course because I know that he idolizes Tanahashi, which I'm assuming mm -hmm. why he's wearing those colors. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it, yeah. you know what it comes down to. All right, what do we got tonight? Oh, baby, this is the one. This is the one right here, baby. Don't I, I gotta do it. Evil. Oh, this match right here this was such good shit. This was good shit. You want to talk about good shit? This one was. Oh, you had yeah. everything in this matchup. You had the wrestling, the interferences. You had both uh, groups getting involved. You even they even used the ref in tag team moves at several times in this matchup. Uh, this just like you said, this was just really good shit. Start out the beginning, kind of like the Jeff Cobb evil match where they start out wrestling. They had a lot of good uh, grapple up, uh, grapple ups, and then Dick Togo gets involved, and then House of Torture gets involved early, trying to come in and attack Divas, but then boom, right away you see Jeff Cobb, Aaron Hernare come out because Fletcher was already out there. They get involved. Oh my god, I loved it. I loved the fact how they did Coriolis against uh who was it? Uh was it you no. Yeah, it was uh show. They did it to show because show yes. went to hit uh Jeff Cobb with the with the wrench. So they did the Coriolis uh, tag team finish to uh to him. You had Great O'Con take out the uh, Dick Togo with the Handcuffs. He handcuffed him to a greater con is and rolled him to the outside. And then he had Jeff Cobb get revenge. Jeff Cobb got a lot of revenge in this match. Of course, and he hit the uh, he hit the tour of the islands. And then Mark Davis did the spin, the spin finish. I forget what he calls it, uh, the spinning slam or something like that. Something has, like that. I think. Yeah. Uh... But it was just like they had a little bit of everything, and then you could see Will Osprey with the with the sleeve for his shorter. Getting the uh, that's how they came out. He went out. And he was like, "Get out of here, guys! Get out of here, guys!" And getting the troops, the rally, the rally behind Mark Davis, and Davis gets the victory, and keeps the uh, keeps the wild card uh, underdog uh, tournament status alive, and he moves on to semifinals. In place of Will Osprey, so United Empire is still being uh, represented in the tournament. It's like it was just a matter of time before the evil tactics backfired on uh, House of Torture. It can only do it so much uh, before it 
gets caught up and used against you because the rep being knocked out. And, of course, the United Empire embraced. Mark Davis gets the victory. We've said it last the last one that we just talked about. Mark Davis is having a great singles showing here. And I do love everything that he's doing. Him and Fletcher, if they haven't been signed, they better be used a lot more in the future uh, than they, they have been in the past. I think they solidified themselves with New Japan. I think they're going to be signed. They're going to stay. Uh, because if you notice, even through, even though we don't cover the other rest of the Magic cards, but we're seeing already that it's the future coming between uh, Bishamon versus Ozzy Open, which is going to mm-hmm. happen pretty soon. I mean, you're going to have Goto and, and Yoshihashi defending the IWGP heavyweight tag team titles eventually down the line versus, you know, Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher, which I'm glad we're seeing that because you need it. You need tag teams like that, especially for Aussie open. And I think not only that, this match that we saw with Mark Davis solidified what United empire is all about. Yeah. Because now they're faces here, right here. This match that were fucking faces. Loved it. Um, the back and forth between him and evil, and just seeing just this, oh, this guy moves like Stan Hansen, but his own, his type of way, like, oh, just, just that brawling style, but technical, yeah. and just adding with a clothesline, crossbody, suicide dive. And for the first time that we're seeing, and you know how Ebo always throws motherfuckers into the, <laughs> yes. and, uh, he ended up throwing, you know, Mark Davis to. <laughs> Into Kevin Kelly and, and, and Chris Charlton. So I was just like, oh, okay, damn, that's that's bad. That's horrible. But this match really solidified, uh, for me, solidified Mark Davis, United Empire. And and you know what? I know I might get shit in on this, but it, I don't care. This one also made, made House of Torture strong, you know, as a faction. I mean, if you look at the faction... It, it, you know, seeing this, you know, the brawl they had with United Empire. Yeah. I mean, it made them strong. And, and I'm kind of glad we're seeing that because we always knock them off like, oh, they're just a bunch of fucking jobbers. They're just there. Like, yeah. But no, no, no. Now we're seeing, hey, okay, now we're seeing, you know, more of. I, I, I think it's the wrench. I think it's the, the excessive use of the wrench in every match that they're in. I think that's what gets me with them is show always pulling out. I know how good show is and they make him look like a comedic wrestler now. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is with me is I know who Ujiro is. He's very underrated. I know who Evil is and I know who Dick Togo is, but it's show who they've turned into kind of a joke. Yeah. yeah it kind of makes sense now, but you know I, I just can't wait. I'm excited for yeah. you know for United Empire, and I've got some couple pictures here that I want to just show very briefly. Yeah, let me just upload them right here so you guys can see it. Ah, uh, man, but let's see. There, there you go. Kevin Kelly getting that <laughs> drop right there, and Chris Charlton. There's Mark Davis right there. Like, oh, oh, did not expect that because normally we see Evil throw it to the ring to the timekeeper. Jesus Christ! And of course, the timekeeper. The timekeeper was. Kind of happy in that he was like, "Thank God for once, it's not me." Yeah, exactly. And there we go, Mark Davis with the slam, baby. Oh, baby, it is all over. 
And of course, a celebration according to United Empire and Great O'Conn handcuffing himself to Dick Togo. That's why Dick Togo's right there below him, if you guys see yep. <laughs> That's the main reason. Karma's a bitch. There you go. But man, Will Ospreay right there. At least he came out. He, you know, he got everybody going. What's going on, Tino? Appreciate you for tuning in, brother. Yeah, but, what's going on? Man, I, I really enjoyed it. Great fucking matchup. Uh, fantastic. I, <sighs> man, this solidified Mark Davis' career, man. I don't give a damn what anybody says. This shit solidified. And I think I, I think when they had the match with the Bisham on, I think that would be a perfect time to put the belts on Ozzy Open. Oh, hell yeah. That's perfect, time. perfect timing. You know, like, like if with the momentum that's on Ozzy Open, Bishamon have, have momentum from winning. They beat FTR. They defeated TMDK. You get Ozzy Open right in there, and you get them in the victory. I love the fact that they have two new tag teams to go up against. Like, I love the fact that TMDK is there. They're going after the the Impact War titles at uh, Multiverse uh, in, in a couple weeks, uh, TMDK, in that four-way tag match, I believe it is. And then they got Ozzy Open. Give them the shot. Give them the tag title shot and then put the belts on them and see what they can do. It's Ozzy Open in the United Empire. They got they need more belts because the only belts they have right now are the junior tag titles. Yeah, that was be this between uh, yeah TJP and uh, and uh, and Francisco, Francisco, Francisco Kier, Kier, yeah, Francisco the Fireball. Kier, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, but this match was great. It really yeah. made it really made Mark Davis this one. And not only that, but just if you guys go back and watch this match, ladies and gentlemen. The crowd, I love hearing the cheering crowd. This is me. Yes. Make it mind up hard. Oh, you can hear the, the crowd. Davis, Davis, Davis. Like you can hear them, like the Japanese crowd cheering for Davis. Yeah. It looks like we got ourselves a face now, fucking faction. Looks like United Empire yeah, is going to the, 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 they, They've done the turn. They've slowly done the turn from heel to face within the matter of two months. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm so happy. And just to yes. see that, I can't wait, man. It's going to be explosive. It's getting hotter. Juice, juice, juicy, baby. Ugh. Ugh. But this match, go watch it, this gentlemen. It's 15 minutes of great action and great storytelling. I'm going to tell you that right now. But did yes. you want to hear about storytelling? This right here is storytelling at its and best. Sp- and, and if you think this is storytelling, Wait until we get to the next match, right? Yeah, let's this... get it. Let's get it. Let's go, baby. Oh. What is the next one? Oh, oh it. yes. I need, it. It. I need to do it. I need to do it. <laughs> Netty, baby. Netty. We got two LIJ members going at it with each other. Tetsuya Naito versus Sonata. And the ups. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I love New Japan. You need to understand. It's been my nipple hard, baby. Yeah, that's what it is. This is no, no, no. This is for you, Devin. Talking about storytelling. This is storytelling that they did this in mind of thinking of you, wanting to see stories being told. They told it here in this match, and then after the match, this was oh. pure brilliance on New Japan's part. Oh yeah. Oh, this match. Wonderful. Was I can tell you that. The thing is just the, the storytelling of the match, Naito being the heel, mainly Sonata being the face because I guess it's Sonata's hometown. And not only that, Sonata uh, wins most of his matches there in the Kirk. I think, were they in Kirk Hall? I think that's probably that, right? Where were they? I don't yeah. know. 
yes, they were in Hurricane Hall. So that's where Sonata went most of his matches. And seeing like Naito beating the shit out of Sonata, like brutalizing him with those face clotheslines, like oh, oh, uh, seeing just the, uh, just and not only that, putting his foot in his face while he's in the ground, like trying yes. to like, that's what it told me, like oh, you're belittling him, Sonata in this fucking match, and I'm just like, all oh. while all while Taichi's. On commentary, yes, they're watching the match and watching the, the matchup, and they make the notion with Taichi there. Like, usually, Sonata just breezes through this tournament, like with uh, with laziness. But they said that he woke up the 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 dragon per se in Sonata. He woke up the sleepy giant. Where ever since he was like, "Fight me, fight me, give me a good match," he woke up and then boom. He's been a different wrestler. He's had that aggression that like we've been saying in every match. He he and showed out dying to see that. You see Naito smack him and then a couple of times and then he just freaks out. He's just like, ah, and then he fights back. And then you had they they even said it like Naito goes through this tournament winning by pins and Sonata uh, debuted his new finish, that new underhook uh reverse DDT. I love that new finisher, man. <laughs> And he Naito went for a couple of pins, didn't get him, and then just out of nowhere, the, the transition towards the end was perfect. How he went to do uh, Destino, he hits the first one, kicks out, goes to hit the second one, and it gets reversed, turned into the the new finish, and then Sonata pits, pins him one, two, three, and I got to let you talk about what happened afterwards because this is. What we've been waiting for for months. Me and oh, yeah. I've been talking about it, like it needs to happen, and finally it does. Oh yeah, and then you know, just you talk about the, the aggression of of Sonata. Like I have a picture, like how he's like, ah, oh, is he? Yeah, that's how upset he was. He was like, you motherfucker, like ah, I'm gonna kick your ass. And then oh man, just seeing the fire of Sonata in this matchup was just oh. He, he wanted it. He wanted it more. Oh, man. He fucking deserved to have it more because I've been saying it forever, man. Sonata's been so underrated. They don't, and, and this, okay, this, I found a picture that I wanted to use. This is a picture I want to fucking use. Hold on. Because before I even put, before I even get into the aftermath, I need to put this picture because this one, hold on. Come on. Please let me fucking have it. Let me have, oh, damn it. All right. I need to put it on canvas. Son of a bitch. Let me do it right quick. I got it right quick. I got to put this picture because I think this is where it told it all. Because you know how we, uh, how I mentioned yeah. that he had a he had his uh, hold on. Let's see. He touch. Let's see. Okay. There you go. All right. There we go. Okay. I need to put this picture. Up. Come on, man. This is just a remember. <laughs> this is. I just want to show this picture because this one right here. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. This is the one. Look at it, baby. Look at it. One. Oh no, wrong one. What the hell? Why is he giving me that picture? I don't want that one. All right. There you go. You see? Yes. Look at his fucking putting his oh, I think that's what really snapped it away. He's like, fuck this. And after the match, we finally got some. I got a I got a picture to put up for after the match. Here it is. Yep. And there 
you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Sonata leaves Los Ingobernables de Japón. He is gone. He leaves the faction because we had Taichi, the one on his left with the sunglasses. Now, I mean, now with sunglasses with the glasses. Yeah. Uh, not Takamichi Noku, but the other guy, uh, Taichi. He came in the ring first. He put his hand out to shake Sonata's hand. Sonata, he picks up Sonata, shakes his hand. They hug it out. The rest of the just four guys comes out. They hug with, with each other. Shingo's on, on commentary on the Japanese side. It comes out like, what the hell's going on? And that's when you know that Sonata literally said. And it was, oh. it was great because in the end, both factions were in the ring. But it wasn't like there was just it was confusion on LIJ's part. And then Naito was just laid out. Like uh, uh, Naito was done. And then you see Sonata takes the thing. He was like, if I stay, nothing will ever be of me in this group. Because I'll always be behind Naito. And Naito will never do good by me in the end. It's always about him because he's the leader. And it was like, so I need to do right by myself. And, you know, they mentioned him and Taichi have that past. They were both trained by the same guy. They both have that keen eye towards each other. And Taichi woke him up and they were like, Kevin Kelly goes, do you think this was planned after that? Uh, after that, or do you think this was just organically done because of the situation? And we don't know. But I like the switch, the fire, the switch in his demeanor after he takes the mic. He was like, "He was like, I'm part of them now. It's just five guys now." And then he tells LAJ, "He's like, go get out of my ring. Get out of my He's ring." Like, get out I of my was, ring. I, I fuck. When he told them that, when Sonata told them that. I lost my mind. I fucking went. Oh! He fucking like get out of my ring. Here's the thing though. Here's the catch. Deliver. At least Sonata did it in front of them. Did yes. not do no betrayals. Did not do like, hey, you know, turning his back on Dino, you know, like how Evil did. You know, so none of that happened. He literally just tell him, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being the the lower bottom level of the card. On this group, I always we see Naito being a champion. We see Shingo being a champion. You know, Hiromu being a, a junior heavyweight champion. Bushi, he's an old. It's him and Bushi and most of the time. And yeah. you know, Bushi was already with Titan. Where's Sonata? So that's why. And, and, I Sonata, and we, we we said and we said it like Sonata's always been stagnant. He's always doing good in the tournaments, getting to the end, but he never gets put over the top because it's like whenever he does it. I feel like there's no support for him. It's but then everybody has to support Naito. But then when it's him, it's like, is that where anybody there? It's just like, oh, Sonata's having a good run. Like, and he's part of LIJ. So we'll we'll say something after the match is done. But there's it's never anything during the match. And you had Taichi there. You had Taichi rooting for him, and they're like, we're gonna be there to take you to the next level. And then yeah. you see the picture right there to the right where he has the, the everything over them. They have him stand in the middle, and it's like, this oh, is our guy. Yes! This is our guy. Sonata's an elitist faction, but, but fucking change the name, man. You, you're not a burger joint, damn it. It's like just five guys. Just five guys. No, you're not a fucking burger joint. Even Kevin Kelly said in the commentary, you need yes. to change. change. And Chris Charlton and Kevin Kelly was like, hey, you guys got to change that name, though, because that fashion thing is like you're a burger joint. Man, you're not a burger joint. What, you're sponsored by five guys? 
Shit. I wish we were sponsored by Five Guys. Jesus. They need to change that name. Something different. They got NJPW, NJPW Weekly sponsored by Five Guys. There you go. Five Guys. There you go. That's right. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yes. Ah. Sonata. Tranquilo. Hi, Tone. Sorry, baby. The dream is over. It's done. Do, do, you, feel like do you feel like there's going to be a rematch? That's well, my question. I'll get there. My thing is, <laughs> I'll get there. I just want to say, Sonata has been with LIJ April 2016. We're, it could have been what? We're 2020. So seven geez, years. Almost. Seven years in being in Los Ingobernables. Ah, it's over, baby. Sorry. Sorry. So now I'm sorry. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you, Naito. Here you go. It's over. No mas. It it feels weird. It's not going to be there no more. So it's like now you're down. You're back to four. I'm not counting Titan because he's in Mexico. He barely comes part time. But if you talk about in Japan, you have. You see right here at the bottom where I, where I have. I have Hiromu. I have Sonata, who's now gone. Now you have Naito, Shingo, and Bushi. So you have four guys. Just four guys. That's not even five guys. Hey, we, we, we said Whatever he can. We, we said it. When he got added, we felt like Sonata was the odd man now because you had Bushi and Titan, Titan who would be a tag team. You got Shingo, who was at the powerhouse. You got Hiromu, who was the junior heavyweight star, who should be moving up the heavyweight now. He should he should he should be taking over the Sonata role. Basically, he's done it for the past like a year and a half. And then you got Naito, who's the boss. So yeah. it's like where Sonata was just not gonna fit in. And this was the perfect time to take him off. And I said it, I was like, I think that they Audible this once Royal Osprey got hurt. All I know is that Tit, I think I've been craving, I've been asking for this. Yes. And it happened. Gato, damn, that's what I'm talking about. That's why he's there, baby. That's why he's the GOAT. The GOAT, damn it. That's right. Because Sonata will be that. Now that he's an elite, just, ah, I'm losing it because the fact is now we get to see Tai Chi and Sonata. Probably enter together as a tag team, going after those tag team titles, build those tag team division up. Sonata, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting, I gotta, I gotta calm down. Jesus Christ, I'm losing my mind here. Jesus Christ, I know, I am, I know. Tranquilo. Hey, I'll be tranquilo. Okay, Naito, I know. Let's fucking go. I'm happy. I am loving it. I love it. I do because I do love it because the fact is now we got Sonata. On his own with this faction. So you ask me, is what this rivalry is? Is it over? No, because Shingo called out Tai Chi. I will never forgive you for this. And he he, so he told him that. And he's like, I will never forgive. So he's gonna go after now the five guys. So this is gonna ooh baby, let's fucking go. I I I don't look now. Now that we have Sonata in the quarterfinals. <laughs> I don't know, man. But let's get into the quarterfinals, bro. Right, let's just, let's close it. Let's close it down right here. Oh, we got. That's right. Shota Umino versus David Finley, and this was another great matchup. 
an incredible matchup here. Yeah. And oh, all I can tell you is that mm, mm, juicy shit. Good matchup. 17 minutes. I like I like the fact that you know they just they started brawling very, very quick. You know, offensive rooms from Finley. I saw this time we saw more aggression on this match for Finley. Yes. And we got to see and see this one. Like, I think they're watching the show, man. I think they are watching the skate over watching. Thank God. I'm happy that you are watching here on the Blood Entertainment Network. Yeah. But yes, I and just seeing that we're getting the that aggression from Finley happened in this matchup. It was fucking great. I really enjoyed it. Um, and Finley with the upset with the panda, of course, with the trash panda, and it's over. You know what? He gotta change that finish move. Honestly, basically, I, I don't feel it's too aggressive. I don't know. I don't I don't it's just me. I'll just I, I maybe you know maybe I maybe it's a maybe it's a thing that He's going to debut one soon. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and that's something to think about there because we don't know, it, like, what he's gonna do. Like, I feel like he's gonna win. I feel like what better way to win than to debut with a new finish? Like, that's the way to go, in my opinion. Like, don't give everybody everything all at once. Sprinkle a little bit of this, a little bit of that through the tournament, and then. Do it that way. That way, they don't see everything coming right in the beginning. Yeah, I totally but, agree. Like one thing he did in this matchup that I really liked. It, there was a, it's very subtle. Like he was getting hit, hit and the neutralized showed a, he need him in the, in the in the thigh. Like he hit him in the thigh, buckled him from behind, and then took a, took advantage of it. He took he took lead there, and it's like. That's only a heel move that heels would do, like ex- like exposing the weak thigh from the match before that he had against Zack Sabre Jr. He was exposing a weakness that he could see, and then he utilized it to his side, and that's what helped him with the trash panda towards the end because he pulled it out of nowhere, but it was more so the fact that there wasn't anything sure that Umino could do because he was already – Compromised at the moment. Yeah. No, absolutely. Totally agree on that. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a good matchup. I mean, now that Finley move on to the semifinals. Yeah. So, he had advances. So, now we go on to the main event of this quarterfinals that happened just this morning on our time. <laughs> and that is, of course, Tamatanga versus Hiroki Goto. Tamatanga with the win. I don't know where the gun stunner. This ah. was a- Yes, I don't. It was out of nowhere. This one, it was a good match, good solid classic. Good to see these guys. And mind you, that this match, you know, was important for Tomatanga because he's never beaten, never defeated yes. Hiroki Goto in a tournament at all. Every time when they meet in a tournament, he loses to Goto. So now this is this is the one that hey, this rivalry is intense. They came out, you know, uh, just seeing. You know, just go to with the GTR almost, but he did the did the other GTR by the by the corner one. He did, just, yeah, he did the hanging one from the, the hanging from one. the from the corner, and I love that transition when he went to do the GTR, and at the last second, uh, Tamatanga reverses it into the gun stun. That was pure timing. You couldn't Loved time it. it any better. That's that's when you know both guys. Uh, no, it uh, can work together is when they can pull off something so close as that was because it was this close, it was like, yeah, the minuscule of seconds. 
and he did that. And this match was just great. Like I love this. Uh, Tamatanga once again going far in the tournament. He he made the playoffs in the G1, and then now he's in the semifinals in the New Japan Cup. He's blossoming in the singles role, and we still have no idea what's going to happen with with uh, Tangaloa when he's going to come back. It could be any time now. It could be out for a long time, but he's taking advantage of the singles run, kind of like what Sho did when Yo was out. Like he yep. showcased himself in the uh, in the Super Juniors uh, Cup, and that's what Tom is doing with these tournaments. And he's becoming one of my favorite uh, wrestlers on New Japan. Just the fire. He was getting the crowd involved. And like he was trying to get them to hype him up to get him to get him all set up because he's like that was fueling his fire was the the crowd chanting him, and that gave him that extra edge. Like like right before he did the uh, before he did the supreme flow off the top rope, like he couldn't see where he was going after doing the Samoan slam. He was like this, and then he was like, "Come on, come on!" And the crowd was getting going. It came the extra oof to jump on the top rope to do a supreme flow to set up the, the, the ending of the match. And like just those little nuances that he does to make the match even better, to add a little bit more to it, to get everybody on the outside, like a part of the match. Mm, absolutely. Oh man. Good matchup. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Solid. It was great. And man, whew. ladies and gentlemen, if you're missing out, you need to start watching this tournament, man. Yeah. Because this is, oh, good shit. Let's look at, look. So this is what we got in the semifinals. Sonata versus Mark Davis. We Well, that's the, wait, is it the quarterfinals? Wait, hold no, on. No, semis. It's uh, semis. semis. Yeah, you're right. So Sonata versus Mark Davis. And on the other side, we got David Vinley versus Tamatanga. Oh, man. You got four of these gentlemen. Oh, <laughs> Oh, I am, this is getting really, really juicy right here because, man, I don't know who to go for. Mark Davis or Sonata. That's a tough one. I love these two athletes. They're, they're going to – I, I hope that match will be match of the night. All yes. that is happening tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Yes. on New Japan World. Of course, you need to go in and watch it because this is the one, ladies and gentlemen, you need to. And that's happening tonight. That's happening at 5.30 a.m., Eastern time, pretty much Sunday, 2.30 yeah. Pacific Standard Time in the morning, which is Sunday. So this is happening tonight. And also we got – I don't know. Tonga and Finney is going to be a great one because you That's can see that. No matter what, you have Gato on one side and John on the other side. These guys will always collide no matter what. Always. And it's always it's always going to be that battle with the between them. And it's Tamatanga. He he said it. He was like, I've always respected David Finley, but now he's going down the wrong path. And he was like, it's my job to stop him here. And it's like, and I still think David Finley's going to find a way to win. But then I feel like there's going to be like a small rivalry in the future between the two. Like I could see uh, Tamatanga, if uh, Finley wins the belt, challenge for the belt or uh, has something to play there, but then he's the never weight champion. So mm-hmm. there's a lot, there's a lot of yin to the yang 
when it comes to New Japan. You see rivalries that are built in the tournaments here to get them from point A to point B with the transitions from one tournament to another. Because another thing that they did uh, a couple of days ago was they announced the start of the Best of the Super Juniors, which will start May 13th. It's the 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. They announced that. So it'll be, it's only going to be two weeks. So it's going to be May 13th to the 27th or something like that. So I'm very excited to see who they get from Impact and who they get from AW, just like they did last year, how they got like Ace Austin was in it, Willie Yuta was in it. Like, could we see Chris Bay in it this year? I hope so. I hope we see Chris Bay on it. I hope we fucking do. He needs to be there. Teton, L. Lindemann, we see all these guys. I want to see some new guys now. I want to see some new ones. I want to see, like, I want to see a guy like Speedball Mike Bailey in it. I want to see him in it. Oh, man. I can't wait, man. I'm I'm excited. I'm so happy. It's going to be an incredible tournament, which... We appreciate you all, guys, for here, for watching and enjoying yes. your afternoon. Here with us for the New Japan Weekly. And, of course, don't forget, later this evening, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, as we got our boys, Ray, our Chantan boys, Mr. Streets himself, will be live 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, here on the Blood Network, Bloodline Network Entertainment Network, live Roto Slappers, they'll be on later this evening. Make sure believe, you guys tune in. I believe they're doing their their tiers for outfielders. I think that's what it is. They're doing outfielders. Uh, they're trying to bust it out before the start of the baseball season, which is two weeks away. And I know they're going to mention a little bit of the War Baseball Classic. Yeah, as we were talking now, I believe the USA and Venezuela are playing at the moment. But they're going to do the different tiers for outfielders. Like, if you're into fantasy baseball, they're going to talk a little, all about the outfielders. You got tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four, tier five. What they think about each player in in each position. You want to go to Rota Slappers to get your needs and your fuel for fantasy baseball. So Absolutely. once again, down there, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Absolutely. You heard it right from Bacon, ladies and gentlemen. So don't forget. And we'll be back for the New, for the New Japan Weekly. We'll be here Tuesday. We will announce, of course, what time because we will have to recap what's happening this evening's uh, quarterfinal, semifinals, and the finals happening the following day. We're going to recap all that happening on Tuesday and bring you back again with some New Japan Weekly. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Go right up. You'll see it right in the description right below here on the channel. Also, check out the website if you want to get your updates or anything else going around. Uh, for example, anything fantasy <coughs> sports articles, you can go to the bloodlinenetwork.com. Make sure you guys check it out. And I can go ahead and share my screen very momentarily so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Baby, I'm sharing. Let me see. Mm-hmm. There you go. The share. There you go. So make sure, ladies and gentlemen, go to right there, the bloodlinenetwork.com. You get all you got your your 2023 NFL draft player profile. Of course, you got all your articles. Of course, Clark Street was live last night as well. Go back and look at the great, great show. Great, great show from them too. Show. Yes. 
And also you had, of course, Top Rope Wrestle Talk. Man, Dom and Bruce killed it as well. Go check it mm -hmm. out. De Niro as well. We're taking us back in time for the second episode of SmackDown. Check that out too. And don't forget, click on the article, of course, 10 top 10 NFL quarterbacks of all time. Brought, you know, this is all, man, brought to you by TK himself. Write it down here, baby. He breaks down the statistics, the details, the stats of everything. So anything you want to read, read upon, check it out here on bloodlightnetwork.com. We got a little oh, bit. And, of course, you have Bagley's bet slip that's happening right now. If you put yes. your bets in for the main card, this is the time to do it now. Bakley put up his bet slips. Check it out. Make sure, once again, bloodlinenetwork.com. We got a little bit of everything. Like if you're into the UFC, you got my bet slips and you got my videos. If you're into wrestling, of course, we got the wide range of wrestling shows. In the baseball, Rotor Slappers, in the football, you got the Tim King show. And like we got a little bit of everything. We just had the debut of the Out of Here podcast with Nick. He had the Philly Sports Network, I believe, was on as a special guest on the very first episode, talking Phillies baseball, getting ready for the season. They were talking about Bryce Harper, how the team's going to do with him out until July, and like just a little bit of questionnaires here and there on the different nuances of the team, the add-ons, what what Trey Turner is going to bring to the lineup, the new bullpen arms, what they're going to bring. Tune in every week to the Out of Here podcast on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And then, of course, you got there, you got Tim had Sam Adonis on last week, so you can uh, re-watch that episode. That was a great interview from him with Sam Adonis, who wrestles on MLW and Lucha, so check that out. Just there's just a lot of content on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Oh yeah, such good shit. And not only that, ladies and gentlemen, if you can watch us, you can listen to us. Go to Gordon Spreaker, of course, put it in the Bloodline Entertainment Network or the Spreaker. If you go to the website, you can click it right here. If you want to listen to our audio platforms, you can listen to it all there while you're on the road. Either you're you're work, you know, either working out in the gym, or you know, you're taking a nice hot, you know, nice bath of shower. Or you know you're stuck in you know stuck in traffic, or you want to you know catch up with any updates. Listen to us on Spreaker as well. As I'll go to the website bloodlightnetwork.com. You can listen to all the audios there. If you can't see us, just you can listen to us. Make sure you guys do that. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back on Tuesday. Don't forget later this evening. Don't forget Roto Slappers at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time, eight o'clock Central, six o'clock Pacific. Stay tuned for that. Don't, you know, make sure you hit that notification button, subscribe to the Bloodline Entertainment Network so you can get that notification and Brodo Slappers will be coming on. And tomorrow, Circle Debate, of course, myself, will be back in action, of course. That will happen at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 2 o'clock Central, 12 o'clock Pacific tomorrow because we're going to be talking about uh, recapping past weeks of professional wrestling and also AEW Dynamite and much, much more. And following that same day, we will have a special live interview for you guys as well, which stay tuned for more details in regards for that. But don't forget, subscribe and follow us here on not only on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, but also on our COD, Cage My IQ. Follow us there. Description's right below. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, we bid you do. Bagley. 
Tell them we don't just podcast here in the Blue Light Entertainment Network. Tell them what the hell we do. We like to make history. That is right, baby. Peace. Must be you. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night.